Well, hello, dear listeners. Today is the day. Romance at a Glance is coming at you with two Christmas books. That's right, not one, but two. Or maybe we should say 1.5, since one is a full book and one is a novella. So stay tuned. Romance at a Glance. Uh-huh. Romance at a Glance. What you saying Romance at a Glance. Go ahead, girl. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. <laughs> we didn't even plan that we in didn't advance. Plan that. that was so great. Rachel. Hello, fair <laughs> listeners, and welcome to another episode of Romance at a Glance, a podcast where we talk about our favorite and possibly least favorite romance novels as they come up in the queue. I am Bridget. As always, with me is my co-host, Shawnee. Hello, Shawnee. How are you? Hey, Bridget. I'm doing good, girl. How you doing? I am doing very well. So... Dear I, listeners, you may not know this, and Shawnee, you may not either, because I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but I am not really a big fan of Christmas before Thanksgiving. I was just about to ask you, are you in the Christmas spirit? I am not, because we are recording this before Thanksgiving. Bridget. But for you, I made an exception, I, and I have read these books before Thanksgiving. I appreciate you so much. I am a year-round Christmas lover, <laughs> so I've already, I mean, I was listening to Christmas songs like a couple months ago, just prepping for the season, just Hilarious. to make sure that you know, as I'm like, I got the the notes. You know, I don't want to be flat yeah. when I'm doing my soprano part. Oh, holy night, night, night. You got to hold your ear while you do it too. Yeah. <laughs> I think they must have been listening to Christmas songs at school yesterday because my two year old came home and she was like, "Jingle bells, jingle bells." And I was like, "I know I haven't sung that to you yet, so someone else has been singing you Christmas." She likes that song. She loved it. It's a great, I mean, when you think about it as a catchy song, it's catchy. It's real fucking catchy. Also, as an adult, right, I've realized that all of the Christmas songs that I know are religious. So Jingle mm. Bells is a kind of one that's not religious. Yep. So it's it's one Just that Santa. everybody can kind of sing or whatnot. Yeah. And some of them I'm realizing are kind of dark. Like yeah. when I'm singing these songs... Out of context where, like, I've kind of left church and I'm not in that realm anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, huh, Mm -hmm. seems soups inappropriate. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you think about most children's fables, fairy tales, they're all warnings about how bad behavior results in death and dismemberment. Yeah. And how good behavior results in good things. Good things. (laughs) And... Yeah, they're just scary. Death and dismemberment. Hey. So true. Hey. They, Grim wasn't fucking around. What was it? Little Miss Muffet sat on her topic collecting her shell-shocked wits when something, an H-bomb beside her, drop, or dropped down beside her and frightened Miss Muffet to bits. Yeah. I think it's like the... The original. The original or something about yeah, an atom bomb or something um, like that. The ring around, ring around, around the rosy pocket full of posts. Ashes, ashes, we all fell down because we're dead. Because we're dead. The plague has <laughs> the gotten us. The plague got us. Yeah. So, but we're talking about happier things today. We're talking yeah, about Christmas. Christmas. So for you, I made an exception. Thank you. I am definitely more of a, it, Thanksgiving has ended. I like to have a little bit of a few days of leftover breather. And then I like to think, oh, now it's Christmas season. And so I, ha- I only do Christmas for like three, four weeks. I don't do... The months of Christmas. I mean, we can't all, you know. Yeah, it's too much for me. Too much good cheer. <laughs> Although I will say that the day that candy canes hit the shelf, I buy candy canes because I fucking love candy canes more than I love my husband. And that is not <laughs> that is not an exaggeration because I will go through like, I mean, I will rot my teeth every December. But I, I, I try to keep my. Wait, is it check. the blue ones? No. God, no. Original flavor only. I don't like the colored ones. Got you. 
Yeah, just the originals. I got you. I don't like the ones of different sizes because then like the the ratio of the peppermint is like something's you're, off. You're right. You're and the right. texture of it mm-hmm. is like when they get like it's too much. I only like the originals, <laughs> the classics. Okay, everyone. This is very important for you to know about me. Um, one thing I did not know that I liked was I like a Christmas romance novel. I never read one before. Yeah. Which is weird because every year I watch approximately twenty Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. If not 30. Speaking of that, there's a new one on Netflix I saw that I'm going to make you watch with me. Because the I don't, night one? Because I don't, yeah, because I don't Fuck know. yes, we are. I don't know who else is going to watch this oh, movie I'm with gonna me. I'm going to watch the shit out of it with you. I'm so excited. <laughs> I watched the trailer, sent it to my sister. She's like, I already saw the trailer. I'm going to watch it too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the one with Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. A Night Before Christmas uh-huh. or A Night for Christmas or something. Um, yeah. I immediately happening. saw it and I was like, Bridget. Yeah. I am the human being that you do that with. I will yeah. even bake cookies for the event. Um, but I don't know why I never thought about the fact that there are Christmas novels. I've seen these before, but they always seem so cheesy to me, like yeah. super Hallmarky, that I never even right. kind of thought to read one. Which is weird, again, because I will watch the Hallmark movies. So it's like, yeah, I'm like, why didn't I think I would like the schmaltz of it in a novel See, form? But I'm a late in the game Hallmark. I, I, like, I okay. hated Hallmark Christmas movies. Okay. But now as I've gotten older, I've gotten mushier and I've gotten in touch mm. with like my like like romantic side. Yeah. And so now I'm like a little kid that's like, yee, Christmas movie! <laughs> and this actually fulfilled the same niche for me or that same feeling where what I wanted was a light two hours, three hours of reading. I didn't want any like I just wanted to be fluffy I wanted to have a little smile on my face feel little heart feels Mm -hmm. and I knew exactly what was going to happen at the end which you always kind of do in romance novels because there's typically a happily ever after but like I I wanted I mean I knew exactly maybe not the words that they said but I knew the exact plot of what was going to happen they were going to break up then they were going to be one of them was going to not want to you know oh I don't want to risk my heart and the other one's like risk your heart for Christmas and then they risk their heart for Christmas and everything was great and now they're going to get married presumably presumably Um, because we're going to be together forever and you're like you guys started dating a week ago you just met but it's fine I'm totally in for it um yeah, it totally fulfilled that for me it was such a fun easy read and now I'm going to tell you what book we were reading so that you all know even though maybe you saw the title of the podcast when you clicked on it it's called The Trouble with Mistletoe Trouble with mistletoe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Mistletoe, there is no trouble with mistletoe uh, in this book. Not in this book. Like, it's not like they get together because they got caught under mistletoe and that was their first kiss. Like, they, like, I feel like mistletoe was kind of forced in a little bit. Yeah. Um, to make it holiday Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I didn't think the title matched. Nor did I think that the book matched. Cover. The, the cover. The cover art. Because the cover art, he's like in a suit, and I'm like, he's a contractor. Yeah. And she's in like this cute little red dress. And she's like a And she's like, she's, she owns a pet store. Yeah. It's always, they always talk about how she's in jeans and a tank top. Yeah. So her arms don't get dirty while she's washing dogs all day. Yeah. And so I wish that he was in a contractor with a tool belt, and I wish that she was in her normal outfit with, like, a big Doberman next to her or something like that. Because I thought that, that same thing, fun. too. I thought the, the cover was cute, and it matched the title of the book. Right. However, I didn't feel like that whole package matched the actual book. Correct. Or whatever. Correct. It is cute, but, like... I yeah. Like, mm. like, I, like, after seeing that, and then I started reading, I was like, okay, well, those people are not the people I'm reading about. But that's okay. I enjoy the people we read about. Yeah. This book is basically one of those uh, used to like have a love, sort of unrequited love of childhood, teenage years, and then now they've met 
decade later and neither one knows it or she knows that it's him but he doesn't know that it's her yeah basically which, which starts the uh, the trouble yeah i mean it would be a little bit sad to and he like stood her up for a dance yeah which it turns out like he didn't even remember saying yes to the dance which is really sad <laughs> which is again like very and he admits like very douchey high school boy thing yeah where he'd have all these groupies like always trying to get to him and he'd just like say what I okay yeah okay and like try and walk past them he wasn't even listening and she was like a very shy little foster kid who was in love with him which is kind of like when he explains that like you get it you understand yeah. but it also sounds so sad like so I just sad. see like that so lonely meme like yeah that like forever I'm alone so meme lonely. <laughs> so lonely Nobody notices Nobody me. knows the trouble <laughs> I've seen. Yeah. Um, uh, I also feel like, yeah, it just seems like such a sad thing that he had to like. And also his childhood. So her childhood was bad because she was in and out of foster care all the time. And then at 18, like she had to like figure out what to do for herself and like how to come up with a job and support her life. And she eventually founded this great pet store and does all these crazy like events where she like married two pets to bring in money and she does like <laughs> Santa comes and all the pets can take pictures with Santa and like she sells all these crazy pet costumes and stuff so that she can keep herself afloat which I think is super cool and you know a fun thing about her her character his childhood though when he describes it I was like the tiny violin should play for him because how sad was it when he's like yeah my parents shipped me off to boarding school at 5 to 10 and they were professors who didn't ever want to talk to me or have anything to do with me and I was like holy fuck your parents suck and then I did think it was kind of skipping ahead quite a bit but like kismet that later they like lost all their money for being just basically like not listening to him still yeah um but yeah, I was like, wow, your childhood was sad too. Yeah. I mean, not sad in the same way hers was, but everybody had a lonely little heart that needed mending. <laughs> for Christmas. For Christmas. For Christmas. On Christmas yeah. Eve, they got their shit together. Yeah. You know, did he, was he able to come home for Christmas? I don't, I don't know if I read that. Like when he went to boarding school, did he see his no, parents? I like, don't for know. The it kind of seemed like he like shipped them off. And, well, he like must I, have come home because he talked about climbing on the tree. Okay. So he must have come home for like the party that they threw or whatever. Yeah. Because I was like, if he, if he came home for just Christmas, then Christmas is probably super important to him. Mm-hmm. I always think of like, uh, what is it, like Anne of Green Gables, when she um, comes home for the holidays from the other from the other school when she's older mm-hmm. uh, or whatnot. And everybody going home for the holidays was like a thing. Um, I don't know why, but I, I just see that in my head. But that's a period piece. So it's, it's kind of different. But, but I just see him like being so excited to come home for the holidays. So Christmas is extra special. And so in this book, when he, you know, for them being able to spend the holidays with her, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's going to be like It's going to heal that. It's going to heal the wounds of, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. And she like never had good Christmases either, which yeah. is why she goes so overboard on her holidays. Um, the doggy wedding. I mean, the doggy wedding was hilarious. I yeah. <laughs> the doggy wedding I thought was hilarious. And I thought it was like the, that was the moment where she was like, well. If you'll help me with this doggy wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and to his credit, he, like, just pitched in with, like, he didn't know her very well. He'd only dropped off his great aunt's cat a few times yeah. and, like, flirted with her a few times. And then he was like, yeah, I'll stay and, like, set up this little art wedding arch and set up 100 chairs and, you know, face off with your two, you know, good friends who are giving me the third degree and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I thought, I was like, well, that definitely shows him in good stead. 
And, I mean, he showed up for her for the doggy wedding since mm-hmm. he didn't show up for her for the dance. Right. I felt like it was a good kind of, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, and he didn't, I mean, t- again, pretty shitty that he didn't remember, but also, like, he didn't remember. So it's like, I feel like she rightly doesn't hold it over him for that long when she explains. Yeah. She's like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And just, like, forgives him immediately, which I was happy about because I feel like a lot Super of times happy. in books, they just keep on harping on it. And I was glad that she was an adult about it and was like, okay, that's fair. Like, you didn't know me and you didn't mean to, like, break my heart as a young foster child. And and now you're showing up for me as, like, an adult and stuff. I also, like, one of the things I thought about the book, it a little bit made sense for her being, like, a foster kid. But, like, I felt like they had kept having one-night stands. Like, I felt like every encounter between them was a, a one-night stand. It was like they got together. When they finally got together. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, she was like, uh, okay, that's it. Right. And then they get together again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> like- I mean, it kind of was, because she was, I mean, she, that's kind of the whole point of the book, yeah. was that she was not willing to, to like, let him in. And he yeah. was like, just let me in. Just let me in. Let me in. Knock, knock. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to be let in so bad. Also, I would have swooned to literal death if I walked into a house that he had handcrafted all of the woodwork <laughs> and it was this beautiful old Victorian house, I would have creamed my pants. Yeah. And then I immediately would have been like, where's the bed in this piece? Let's fuck. And then I would have been like, I'll marry you. You've been wanting me to let you in. You have now been let in with your tool belt. <laughs> Handcraft you, me a wood table for please? this dining room so all of my 12 friends can come over and have Christmas. Thank you. I... See, like, you had me, but you lost me at, like, where's the bed? I was like, we walk into the house. Well, it's handcrafted. I was like, where are the stair- where's the nearest thing I can put my hands on and bend over? And can well, you please keep I on was, the tool belt? He was still, like, <laughs> d- I was imagining there's, like, sawdust. Sawdust, gotcha. So that's what I was thinking, like, where's the bed? <laughs> if it was finished, yes. yes. Like, let me just grab onto this beautiful railing and I'll stroke the fine wood mm-hmm. that you have stained a beautiful maybe walnut perhaps and you Red. stroke that wood yeah and then you whip your wood out whip your wood out yes. mm-hmm. let's make stains yeah. i would have been a hundred percent all for that yeah i would have been and she was she was mm-hmm. all for that mm-hmm. and then yes she still was like acting a fool i did like in this book um as we've discussed before i'm a big fan of books that have like funny friends or funny sort of like side characters yeah who clearly care about the person are trying to protect them, but are also like, hey, you're being an idiot. Hey, like, no, he does like you. That's yeah. why he's here helping. Hello. Um, and I felt like her, Rory, the, her, um, I was going to say worker, her employee, uh, I feel like she really kind of fulfilled that role where she, they both, like, were telling each other to, like, take a chance. Yeah. And then also, obviously, her friends who kind of came over and ate muffins with her and, like, cat called him through the window and stuff, <laughs> which I liked because... I feel like that's what, what your friends would do. 100%. Like. <laughs> 100%. I have been given so much shit by my group of friends. There are, like, there are like four or five incidents in my past. And all of them, for varying reasons, have, like, a really funny story attached that involved my friends. One of them, my friends all were standing around drinking tea while looking at a pair of Timberlands in the in the oh. entryway. All of saying, <laughs> whose Timberlands are these? I know, Are they your boyfriend? My boyfriend doesn't wear Timberlands. Are they your... Well, it must be Bridget. And I could hear them from my bedroom. 
as they were debating drinking tea in the morning about this. I still get shit for that. And then I have a few other other ones that just like different groups of friends who like heckled me. And still every time we even mention that person's name or or that event or that time in our lives, they're like, hey, remember the time blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I do in fact remember. <laughs> um, so I appreciated the heckling because yeah. I like a good heckle. I do too. I, I, I trust people who can talk a little bit of shit. And like, take a little bit of shit. And take a little bit of shit. Yeah. Like, if you can't, like, it's nothing worse than somebody who gives shit and then can't take it. Oh, my God. Or doesn't even realize they're giving shit. And you're like, you passive-aggressive motherfucker. <laughs> you, what, what kind of? And they're like, I didn't mean it in a mean way. And I'm like, that was mean, though. How am I supposed to take it? How am I supposed to take that? <laughs> um, no, I love it. And I especially love it in, you know, like, yeah. books and media. I also like, like, as well as quirky friends or that sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, whenever there's animals in a yeah. book. It always like is like a recipe for comedy, totally. Like because animals can be so imp- unpredictable, you can make them do anything. Yep. Um, and I think it's always, I think I always have a good time when there's animals in the book, even though sometimes when I initially hear there's animals, I'm like ah, but I always have a good time yeah. reading them. So. And this one made sense because it was her profession, and also like the cat from hell and how. And I felt like it also helped with like the meet cute and with her forgiving him. Yeah. And with like reasons for them to see each other um because like you know you can't be mad at someone when he's like that stupid cat took a shit in my shoes like <laughs> you're just like oh that's that's funny okay. also i feel like i i <laughs> the think cat that has the, taken revenge for me <laughs> but the cat also like I, I feel like is used as like a vehicle for showing you how he's growing through mm-hmm. the book because like how, yep. how he treats the cat in the beginning he's mm-hmm. like yo i don't want anything to do with this cat by the end, where he's like, okay, like he's I want, like cuddling he's, it yeah, while he's working. Exactly. He's yeah. like, oh, okay. I, like he I love, I low key in, love this cat, and he lets her in. He lets the, <laughs> the cat got into his heart yeah. first, and there was a, a doorway for her. Yeah. Well, at the end, he says, "For my two girls," and I yeah. was like, "Don't loop me with this fucking cat." <laughs> also, I'm not a cat person, so I was like, "All right, I'm, I see what you're doing here, Jill." But <laughs> I just want you to know, I would have preferred a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Personal preference. I I met a, a woman the other day who she wants to start a YouTube channel just about cats. Do it. Because she loves her cat okay. so much. Um, and in my mind, I do have other friends who have a YouTube channel about a bunny. And like in my mind, I'm like, how how many things can you do about cats? Like so many. How what that's the whole point of this book is that people are crazy about their pets and watching other people's pets. And, like, her whole business is people spending crazy amounts of money on their pets. I mean, I watch too many hours of cat fail videos. I mean, I have in the past. And dogs who can't dog. Yeah. <laughs> They're really funny. Like, there's nothing funnier to me. And I, I think I've seen it a thousand times at this point than a mm-hmm. cat who launches off something yep. thinking it's going to get to, to yep. the other side and never comes Never close. makes it. Never makes it. The panic in their face. The panic in the full arm flail yep. situation. But then they land and they're perfectly fine. And you're yeah. like, what they, kind of creature are you? <laughs> Devil. Because I never land perfectly fine. Let me tell, tell you, you right, right now, now. If I miss. <laughs> it's like bad news bears. <laughs> <laughs> Splat at the bottom of whatever I reach for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people, again crazy about their pets crazy about watching other people's pets uh i personally would rather watch people flip houses like he does for a living Mm -hmm. but neither here nor there i mean he keeps that house let's talk about his business for a little bit okay so he has three projects that are ongoing Mm -hmm. 
One is the house that he lives in, which he's been holding on to for years. Granted, he bought it for a really inexpensive amount of money, he said. But this is San Francisco, which means the taxes on that place would be high as fuck. Yep. Plus, he's spending all this money renovating. So he must have spent $200,000. Well, he did the work. He did the labor. So let's say he spent $100,000 or something on all of the actual physical materials yeah. for everything. And... He's like, I should sell it so I can, like, buy other properties. And then at the end, he's like, oh, no, I'm going to live here. But doesn't, like, really explain how those other two properties are going <laughs> to keep him afloat. Since he said repeatedly, I need to sell this house so that I can buy the next property that I'm going to flip, which is his business. Well, I I was unaware. I mean, my parents used to be in the flipping game. And I was unaware if he needed, needed to sell those properties. Or if he... I guess I, I thought he was like somebody who was just hungry to keep going. I think so, he did say that if he did this one, then he could stop working so hard. So it, since he didn't do this one, I guess he's just going to have to keep working, working really hard. Yeah. Until he gets a little further. But now that he has her. But I mean, he has her. You know. Huh, and he has this dope ass Victorian. I mean, like, if my dude had this dope house. You better believe I'd be like, yo, so we ain't selling that. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. In San Francisco, you're never going to be able to buy another house like that. No. Hell no. no. Hell no. No. We'd keep the house. I'm just saying, it seems like, how can he afford two full-time employees if he's not going to be responsible? And now he's like paying for his aunt and he's paying for his parents. And I'm like, he's gotta how have. much fucking money are you making flipping houses, brah? Like, Obviously a lot. It depends on how long he's been doing it. But, I mean, it seems like he started at 18. That, then he could, he could have a nice chunk of change, especially yeah. because I know... In San Francisco, especially if he's doing custom woodwork and stuff, like, he if you buy, like, a derelict house, like, you can sell that shit in San Francisco for millions of dollars. Well, and also, like, I know a lot of people like that who um, never think they have enough money. Mm. They... They can afford to buy the, probably their own damn island in the Bahamas, and they still think, oh, no, 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 I don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. And I realize it's because... Their idea of a less amount of money is like proportional to mine. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of like if I have twenty dollars in my bank account, man, I have a low amount of money, right? And the equivalency yeah. of twenty dollars for it's, them is like two million. <laughs> yeah, it's like two million. At two million, they're like, oh my god, I got a low amount of money, right? And it's the same amount of panic. We do the same amount of panic. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> or whatever. And I realize that some people have that different kind of relation. That's you true. Know, to it. Yeah, I've like zeroed out my bank account. I don't know. Like three times in but, my life. But you've met that person who you know is clearly rich. Yeah, I'm like, well, and, look and at like, your shoes. Look and they're at like, your gotta car. Keep, gotta keep working. And you're like, yeah. It's like, oh, I can't afford that. And yeah. I'm like, it's a $10 sandwich. Yeah. Yes, you can. I can afford it. And I am not rich. Uh, I, I liked the sexy times. I thought they were written well. Mm-hmm. I thought they were like fast paced. I got their personalities through. I thought he had some good, you know, I give good shower. And I was like... Mama likes a good shower. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I like mm-hmm. a shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I didn't really quite understand why he was unhappy that she dressed up to seduce him. Because, so she, to, to okay, so this is the part in the book where she sends him a text message saying, I need you to come over, I need help, or something like mm-hmm. that. So he comes over, and she's putting ornaments on a tree, in, like, a tight red outfit with no bra on and, like, sexy shoes and whatever, stockings or something like that. And 
she proceeds to seduce him, and then he finds out that her friends, like, came up with the idea, or, like, helped her come up with the idea and said she shouldn't wear a bra and stuff. And he's, like, mad about it in a way that I didn't quite understand why you'd be mad. Yeah. Because, like, don't you want someone that you want to come? And he's like, well, you could have just called me and said you were horny. And I was like, that's no fucking fun. That's not fun. She wanted to have you come over and then see her braless nipples through a sweater and want to fuck her brains out. That's the fun. So I didn't. Maybe yeah. I missed something in the reading, but I was confused as to why he was mad. I mean, I am a huge fan of setting up those kind of moments, like, because it's the presentation of it all. I will say that about this book, I thought it was cute that she was the one who made the grand gesture. Because mm-hmm. I would say in it has to be 80 or 90% of the romance novels we read, it's the guy making the grand gesture. Mm-hmm. Because either he messed up, or he realized he loved her, or whatever the case may be. And I liked that it was her making the grand gesture when she realized, oh, I'm the one who's, he's not keeping us apart, I am. Yeah. Like, it's it's my insecurities and my fears. And then she bought him a Christmas tree and brought one because he said he never had his own Christmas tree and set it up in the living room. Which I thought was really sweet that her friends were there and that they, like, waited until she, like, waved out the window was like, all good. You know, he forgave (laughs) me. And then they, like, banged. And then in the morning they, like, banged under the Christmas tree. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what I think about romance novels, too, is that women spend billions of dollars on this because we're just not getting banged enough. No, we're not getting banged enough. And I think in the romance, like, there's nothing more wonderful than feeling desired by someone like, they have to just tear all your clothes off right now. They cannot <laughs> wait one more second. Like, he has sex with her in her office while all her friends and employees are in the same building, eavesdropping outside the door. And he's like, I don't care. I'm about to get up in this. And you're going to like it. And she's like, yes, I am. Yes. And I feel like that is that is what the wish fulfillment. They're also selling the, like, he wants to be with you forever and grow old together and all this nonsense. But I feel like it's really, like, someone desires you for all your flaws all the time. All the time. And... That and they're then, strong. And then he can dick down. <laughs> he, can, he can give you, take you to pound town. Take it to pound town. Multiple orgasms mm-hmm. pound town. Yep, yep, yep. Make sure you come up a few times before he even gets you. Even... Before he even gets that yeah, dick yeah. wet. <laughs> yep. He's like, you you good? Because I'm about to make you better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... I'm about to hit this. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. 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 Um, but in real life, don't you think it would actually be, I have to say this, like if you were at work, and someone came and tried to have sex with you on your arm. And you're like, these papers are organized. I am trying to get through. I'm a business lady. My employees are outside, okay? Like, there's dogs everywhere. If you're fucking in a, the place with dogs, they all be howling and barking. <laughs> and everyone's eavesdropping. And as much as I love my friends, like, I don't need them to hear the way I sound while I'm having sex. No, no. I had the unfortunate experience to have two friends of mine have sex, and I was... Actually, we were like six of us sleeping on air mattresses in the living room, and they were in the bedroom. No. We heard the whole thing. No. And literally, we were all like in hysterics. I was not in hysterics. Everyone was in hysterics. I was furious because I was really tired, and I'm not really a good person when I'm tired. And everyone was just like, get it done. And I was like, if he does not come soon, I'm going to flip the fuck out. Because it's just like something I don't need to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's like strangers in porn or something, then it's it's okay to hear it's their yeah. noises. But like 
on an air mattress when you got company. No, we were on the air mattress. Oh, you so were on the we air were mattress. all in the living room on air mattresses. There were like six ah. of us or five of us, and they were in the bedroom. But it's a small apartment, yeah. so we heard everything. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure my neighbor can hear us. Yeah, our, but they're your neighbor. Our wall is thin, man. I don't give a fuck about your neighbor. Yeah, I wouldn't I, care. I'd be like, our door you know is what? always open to our apartment anyway because we get mold or whatever. So I'm sure that the way the sound carries <laughs> down our alley, uh. that our entire block can hear us. And in that neighborhood app, that really invasive neighborhood yeah. app, they literally somebody posted in there like to the to the not to our apartment with somebody else, but like to the apartment on um, you know the such and such street or yeah. whatever. We can hear all of you. <laughs> We can hear the fucking. We can hear everything. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> you know. But but I think it's nice in fantasy land to it have is. someone who wants you on. Let us know what you think on Instagram. Do you want someone to come to your work and just like bend you over and bang you on the table? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or do you want them to come over, whisper, maybe make out with you a little, get some teasing in, and then say, when we get home or in the car mm-hmm. or just somewhere that isn't like your office where everyone you know is eavesdropping? Yeah. Also, do you some place with dogs is gross. Right? Mm. And yeah. she's, like, covered in dog fur all the yeah. time. Now, if it was a bakery where I could be eating Flour? a cupcake while I'm getting fucked, like, that Chocolate sensory syrup. experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I, like, yeah. let's fuck and shove this cupcake in my mouth. Yeah. I want the serotonin rush. Mm-hmm. I want some yeah. oxytocin. You know I want saying? you to blast my mind with them. Yep. Good chemicals from my body. Mm-hmm. And every yeah. time I taste this strawberry cupcake again, I'm thinking of this moment. Just like, yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what what do you guys think? Are yeah. you are you for the the office fucking or not for the office fucking? I'm on team no. I'm on team yes. Not a dog office, but other offices. <laughs> well, yes. in this book it's a dog office. You can tell how much I don't like animal <laughs> animal okay. things. What do you think? I mean, speaking of animal things cuz it's her job, what do you think about Willow? What did you give our heroine? How uh, how'd you feel about her? So I gave her a 3. Okay. Um I gave her a 3 because I thought I mean, I thought she was a solid character. Mm-hmm. I liked her the the thing that drove me crazy crazy was her like insecurities. However, mm-hmm. it felt justified. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't I didn't feel like the author was making it out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um I did at some point so I was like, come on <laughs> or whatever. So I, I gave her a three. I was like, that's a fair, you know, average down the middle type of thing. What'd you what'd you give her? I liked her. I gave her a four. I thought she was very kind. I love the way she dealt with her employee who was stealing from her and she was like strong, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm not going to let you take advantage of me forever, but, like, don't sleep in the store. Come up and sleep on my couch. Um, I liked that she was, like, not only had, like, very pulled herself up, and I thought it was hilarious that she just, like, kept coming up with all these, like, cool ways to make money at her store. Um, and I liked, you know, her friends, and that she had their back, and they were very supportive of her. I did take off a star because I did think – you know, at a certain point, this is a romance novel and you just got to embrace the hot house flipping contractor from your youth who you've had a crush on your whole life. Yeah. Who is, is giving it giving it to you good and mm-hmm. who's in love with you. Yeah. But she did come to her senses and buy him a Christmas tree, so I forgave. I forgave. Yeah. Um, and I gave him a four also. Uh, I mean, literally, my thing says, he flips houses and does custom woodwork and gives good shower. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag life dream. <laughs> that was my rating. Uh, I didn't give him a five just because I feel like a five is a t- it's a lofty goal, um, and yeah. I honestly can't pinpoint right now like what about him I was like there was something about him though that I 
I don't know. I thought it was weird he was mad at her that she wanted to have sex with him and, like, tried to seduce him. Again, I already said that. Maybe I misread it, but I was like, okay, well, that seems weird. And I also didn't like that um, that his reaction to her needing time was like, I'm just going to sell this house. And, and I know he probably consciously didn't think the two were related, but clearly they were. Yeah. And I didn't like that as much. Did, uh... Did you think he was a McDreamy or a McSteamy? I said that he was a McDreamy in the streets and a McSteamy in the sheets. Because <laughs> he fucked her good. Yeah, he did. He fucked her real good. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll concur yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I gave him a three. Um, same as her. I felt like, for me, they both were like, like solid. Yeah. Solid, but like, yeah, some things drove me crazy right. about both of them mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but I enjoyed the overall, I enjoyed the book. Yeah, um, I thought it was a it great the, I, holiday I, read. Totally, I yeah. feel like the book for me was like ex- fulfilled. I gave it a four because it was exactly what I expected, yeah, and what I was like hoping for. Like, it wasn't the best romance novel I've ever read, but it also wasn't terrible, yeah, and it was like lighthearted and it was quick to read, tore through the pages, smiled at the end. Good sex scenes. Bam. Bam. Wham, bam. Thank you, man. <laughs> and it had Christmas cheer. Yeah. And I was eating my Christmas chocolates while I was <laughs> reading it, which I'm never mad while eating Christmas chocolate. Mm, you got more? No, I ate it all. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we can always buy more. It's already on sale, which I think is insane because it's before Thanksgiving. But <laughs> You're really about this whole not before Thanksgiving life. I don't like it. I don't like how stores play Christmas music, and I'm like, I haven't even had turkey. Listen, I've already been playing. My aunt released the Christmas album. I've been playing that already. Nat King Cole's Christmas. <laughs> okay. It's a good album. I mean, I made a song called Jingle in LA like four years ago. I put that on ra- rotation. Nice. It's a good song. Nice. Um, and you got to have Mariah Carey. You got to uh, have Mariah Carey. For Christmas. You got to like, have it. Even though that's not my favorite song I at all. But it's just, it's just part of the Christmas thing now. One thing. What about I Barbara? Need. I love Barbara's Christmas album. Oh, I get it. I don't have Josh Groban's. I do listen to like Pentatonics Christmas. Sensational because his Ooh. voice is just out of this world. Is that how you say his name? Groban. I've been saying it wrong. Groban. Groban. I would say Groban. I don't oh, know. Josh Groban. It might be Groban. <laughs> I say Groban. I don't know. I pronounce everybody's name wrong, so I'm like, oh, I've been saying it wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Who's the other Christmas? Uh, what about um, Michael Bublé? Does he have a Christmas album? Of course he does. Like, of course he like, does. I need a, a little Bublé in my probably life. probably sold a trillion albums. Probably. Um, by, by the way, Brendan's up for a Grammy for Michael Bublé's new album. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> Congrats, Brenda. I just realized. Are you going to go to the Grammys? We didn't go last time. I, I doubt it. You have oh, because you have to pay. You have to pay like $500, don't mm-hmm. you, each? Yeah, you got to pay yeah. for your Grammy. Yeah, you, you have win. to pay... I mean, you should if you win a Grammy. Well, no, like we did. It. We paid. We paid for the the thing, but yeah. it's like a certificate. Like certain people get the statue, and then certain people get a certificate. Oh, there's so many people on the record. Yeah. So like, so he got a certificate, Grammy certificate. Yeah. Or whatever. That's dope. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. We frame that. Show. We're trying to figure out. Like, we're like, we have no place to put this certificate. <laughs> we're about to redo our whole apartment since we can't move yet. Like, we're just like gonna move it all out and restart and restart everything. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, speaking of home renovations that he does, I just got new appliances. <laughs> We're really excited about it. So I'm probably going to be painting the entirety of my open concept living room, dining room, and kitchen, as well as my cabinets and replacing the hardware 
because I don't want to fully gut the kitchen because I don't have money for that. So I don't want to like replace the countertops and stuff. Yeah. So painting is like the easiest way to change the look of lipstick. everything. A little lipstick. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. the appliances don't match the cabinets, which are very cheap builder grade anyways from the people who flipped this house. And then we had to get rid of my orange couch because it was frankly very old and stained <laughs> and I had gotten it from a resale store anyways. And then we got this dark blue couch which doesn't match because I originally chose the wall color to go with my orange couch. Lissai. Adult problems. Lissai. <laughs> Speaking of Lissai, literally the favorite review that I chose this week is from Lana at Dirty Girl Romance. Mm-hmm. She gave it four stars and it starts with Lissoon. <laughs> happy sigh. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Jill Shalvis's books are my happy place. Her stories never fail to give me the warm and fuzzies and a huge case of happy feels. They're romantic, swoony, sweet, sexy, and never cheesy. Perfect, feel-good romance, none of the craziness, and they keep me reading well into the night with a happy smile on my face. I just love them. Ever since reading the preview of this book, I've been eagerly anticipating the full story of what happened with her and Keen. But let's get real here. A high school crush that broke her heart and shows up a year later with a disgruntled pussy on her doorstep? You bet I want to read it. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) we did choose this based off the fact that it was a high school crush who came back years later we were like we'll take that one yeah well that's because also a great trope we we could not find a book necessarily that wasn't about that didn't involve a baby that already had someone divorce a, a divorce a single mom or a mature uh mature lady. <laughs> mature lady yes yes the only people who are wanting christmas romance are single moms divorcees and mature either widowed ladies or divorced ladies mm-hmm. And I was like, what about, like, nobody had traumatic past people? Yeah. And this was the one we found. I'm mm-hmm. happy we did. I am very happy we did. But it's also, like, I don't know. It's a little bit troubling to me that so many of the books, I mean, we read so many synopses, mm-hmm. synopses mm-hmm. and they were all in yeah. that vein. And it's like, it really it felt like. It's a theme in Christmas movies, too, though. Yeah. But like a it, second chance at love. Christmas is a, a very much a second chance at love kind of trope. Be, well, it's kind of sad though because yeah. it's like, oh, you can't find love all year long. No, but during this holiday season, there's a little extra magic, so you have a shot. It is literally what it is. There's <laughs> extra magic at Christmas. Fucked up. Therefore, you have a shot. That is a hundred percent what it is. It's so fucked. It's up. a little extra magic. Yeah. <laughs> It is fucked up. Oh, God. It is fucked up. But it is that at Christmas, there's a second chance I love. Yeah. That is the trope. Oh, I do love the holidays. I do love when it gets cold. I do love a good snuggle. I love snuggling. Yeah. I mean, that's the worst part about living in LA is that there's not really like a cold season where you can be like, let's just cuddle on the couch. It rained while I was reading this book the other day. Yeah. It hasn't rained for anyone wondering who doesn't live in LA. It hasn't rained in six months. So I was beyond happy i had the window open i was cuddling my newborn reading this book eating christmas chocolates and it was actually cold it was like 60 degrees and it was pouring and i was like what a great day i was so thrilled i could not be happy last night it got into the 50s and i was like yes yeah i leave my windows open at night and i love to be chilly yeah except for i had to wake up three times last night with my two different kids i like to be chilly i like the room to be chilly and then me to be snuggled extremely snuggled in the cocoon yeah Leo yeah. makes fun of the cocoon, mm-hmm. but the cocoon yeah. is key. 
and you you only you have to put a little one piece of skin out. Usually my yes. face my face needs to be cool. A one and, arm, yeah, one, one foot. arm or a toe. Yeah, you put uh-huh. your foot out the bottom. Yep, and then you're living the good life. Like that's how I, how I like to live. Yeah. yeah. So what was your favorite review? Did you have a good Audible one? Um, I didn't. I don't think any of the reviews that I found were good because <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to write one for this book. So I you know. Could be the good one. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna write one because, like, for me, I felt this book. I, you know, kind of like you, I felt like it was a good read, and but I also felt it was in kind of moderate, like a three and a half stars for me. Mm-hmm. But everybody on here really gave it. <laughs> like five stars mm. or they just hated the narrator but it wasn't oh. they didn't review anything about about that so i decided not to pick a review okay um, i'll write a review okay. for goodreads did you like the narrator or no her. um she could have been better she was okay. a little shrill on okay. the shrill side okay i'm not just saying that because she's a woman <laughs> she was a little I could, you know and i could see where that would be a problem with willow's character too yeah and with the style of writing where the style of writing is very like sort of upbeat already and kind of like um like fast yeah i don't know i mean not fast in a bad way but fast in a good way where mm-hmm. it's not like heavy down dialogue so if you're already kind of shrill and you're reading fast i can definitely see where that would be a bit much yeah so so that was the thing and i i did i did agree that i mean i didn't hate her like a lot of people on audible hated, <laughs> hated her i think her name is uh karen white yeah karen white um, I mean, they really cruise writer. They're like, this is a good book, but the narrator crushed it, you know? And I'm like, that, it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't, it's not the best narration I've ever heard. Um, but yeah. So Bridget, did you have a favorite line in the book? Um, as you know, I usually pick two and I did so today as well. Um, mine said, yep, she was completely fulfilled, but then she'd seen keen waters and something had happened, something weird and unsettling. He made her realize that she hadn't plugged all her holes at all, that there was at least one still open and gaping inside of her. And I immediately was like, he gon' fuck you. <laughs> Which I <laughs> and know feel it. that they're talking about emotional holes. Yes. It's well, 100% weird. what they were talking about. But when I read that, I was like, oh, he's going to put something in you and plug <laughs> that hole. I was like, it's such a, such a bad visual, but such a good visual at the same time. It's kind of funny, too. Like, I have this motto that if. If a guy sees a hole, he'll try to fill it. And yeah. that's my way of saying guys want to put their dick in any sure. crevice that you could possibly have. That's true. They'll put their dick in anything. <laughs> yeah. If your yeah. nostrils were big enough, like, they'd be like... Someone would have... I bet you it's happened before. I bet you it's I happened. I bet too. you it's happened. I mean, there are micro penises. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> gross. I apologize for opening that can of worms, but you're welcome. And my second one was, I haven't given you your Christmas present yet. What is it? He asked. Me. Best present ever. And I was like, the schmaltz. The schmaltz. I was like, you did it. You mm-hmm. went there. Yep. You just were like, you know what? This is a Christmas novel, and I know how to end it. Mm-hmm. And I was fine with it. Because, again, yeah. I knew what I was getting into, and I was like, you know what? That would be the best Christmas present for someone that was in love with you. Yeah. And you'd been resisting him, and then you finally said, you know what? I am in love with you, too. That yeah. would be a great Christmas present. Speaking of people giving in to love at Christmas, Rory, Willa's employee, wants to go home finally to make amends with her family in Tahoe, which they talk about in this book, the One Snowy Night novella. And so she gets a ride home from Max, who works for Archer, who's like part of the the gang of friends that they have. Mm -hmm. And he had come into the store a couple times with his enormous dog to get it groomed. And they had had some very like tense... Like, kind of, like, both of them were, like, doing heated glances and mm-hmm. stuff. And it never got resolved in that book. And then we read the little novella where it gets resolved. And, again, 
a case of miscommunication. Yeah, so the plots were exactly... <laughs> very similar Very plot. similar plots. Uh, these Emotionally. Two yes. Uh, but... Actually, literally, because they were they, they knew each other in high school. Mm-hmm. No, and quite literally the same Yeah, that's plots. true, actually. I was like, Jill, come on, girl. She was yeah. like, look, I'm not reinventing any wheels here. It's a novella, okay? Yeah, and it was very... It was, it was you're fun. lucky you're even getting this novella. Yeah. And it, it literally took place on Christmas Eve over yeah. the course of the night while they drove to Tahoe. And, of course, the roads got bad and they got closed. Yeah. So they had to stop in a hotel room well, or it also a makes, motel. It also makes a sense that, like, they would know each other because then it lets you escalate this kind of romance right. or whatever. But, like... In the beginning, they had the miscommunication of like, um, you know, she did him wrong mm-hmm. or whatever, and so he he hates her because mm-hmm. um, it turns out that she ended up giving like he was having a relationship with the coach's daughter, and the, they thought that Rory was breaking into his office when really it was him and the daughter sneaking in there to have sex or do whatever they was going to do. Yeah, and so Rory, in order to exonerate herself exonerate herself she shows a videotape of them going in there right which got him he uh he lost all his scholarships he got him in trouble you know and so he never made it to whatever you know pros that he was supposed to make it to exactly. or, or whatnot so that's the grudge that he's holding mm-hmm. against her or whatnot and then so she's taking a ride home with him to get to her family she's on a timetable because she's been a screw-up and so she's got to get there on time so she won't be the screw-up in the family mm-hmm. or whatever and then like uh i actually love this little novella right i thought it was great <laughs> well there's an enormous dog an enormous like, carl, in her lap. <laughs> carl. <laughs> but like Okay, so the other book we read was for me in Audible was ten hours. Right. This book was two and a half, two mm-hmm. maybe yeah. two. Yeah, but it's, it's the exact same plot. And yeah, the novella is how long that other book really should have taken. Like they have a conversation. They're like, "Oh, we yeah. clear up this mistake. Cool. Right. They're trapped together. We're so trapped they're forced together. to have it." Mm-hmm. Then, oh, I like you. I like you too. By the time they get to the house, he's like, "Yo, I want to be your boo. You need me to pick you up. If your family's crazy, I'll pick you up anytime you, you want. You can call me you, in an hour if you want to." Yes. And then he like introduces himself, and he's like, "I'm her boyfriend." And she's like, "Say what? Say what?" And that's it. He's like, "Put it down." And I was like, "This book is exactly as long as it needed to tell this great. story." Yeah. You know, which shows like that ten-hour book versus this other one. I'm like, <laughs> I agree with you. I actually did like this book better. I also feel like, um, to your point, there was could only be one conversation where these things happened because they were trapped in a car. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I just liked it. It was lighthearted. <laughs> it was short. Yeah, because like the and they were younger too, which I kind of feel like is part of the reason why. In my mind, I was like, oh, it makes sense, because they're only 22 or 23 mm-hmm. or whatever they are. So it's not like they're the other people are 28 or 30, or, and they're, like, own businesses, and they have responsibilities. So it makes sense that they can't just, like, drop their whole lives and spend 24 hours in the same room, because <laughs> they have, like, to go to work yeah. and, and take care of people. Whereas these people are, like, 22, and they're trapped in a car all night, and then in a motel room with adjoining doors. And then... And he unlocks the door, and, and everybody knows door, that's, and that's like, game time. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, but I like that the grudge, once they had the conversation, the grudge uh, was let go of, then yep. they had open discourse and, yep. and whatnot, and then she didn't leave him stranded on the road by yep. himself, yep. you know, and so, like... And he, and they admitted that they've both been, like, interested in the other person and dancing around yeah. it. She <laughs> thought he just didn't like her, 
He's like, why don't you know why I keep bringing my dog? Yeah. He's like, that dog doesn't need to be washed that much. Yeah. He's like, she's like, that's a really expensive reason to do that. He's like, well, I couldn't just admit I liked you because I was mad at you from high school. And yeah, I thought it was great. You know, it seems like he was looking for a reason to let it go. He was. So, uh, he was. so I found that to be, you know, yeah, like sweet or whatever. Yeah, it was the perfect length for me. Like, because the other book for me dragged. I thought they were dragged a little bit. And so I was like, this little novella, you can get the same story, yep. <laughs> same exact story yeah. in, in a, quick, a fraction. Quick, quick you know. Hit. So I, I actually think I like, um, I used to read, actually, I think I read like a Christmas book, like those little Harlequins back in the day. Oh, yeah. Like, that were tiny, like very thin. Like a long, long time ago, the really thin mm-hmm. ones. And I used to call those like quickies, yeah. right? And I think I like those for Christmas or I like those for an event. Oh my God. Why don't romance novels call themselves quickies? Why don't the novellas call themselves quickies? I don't know. Cause that's what Great they are. Branding. That's exactly what they are. Like, yeah. um, and it's like, I don't got time to read a whole book, but I need a fix. Right. You know, yeah, I need a little, <laughs> little, little happily up. ever little after boost. a little sex. Yeah. A cute, some cute repartee. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so, so like, but I don't want to get like into the whole, I don't want to get into the weeds of a whole, yeah. a whole book that it's going to take me, you know, maybe if I'm busy, it's going to take me a few days. Like I want to just finish it one shot. Like I don't need an entire 10 hour book on Christmas, mm-hmm. but I, I'll do a novella for Christmas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that I like. And hustle. why, I don't see any books for Thanksgiving. It's like the holidays. I told you everybody skips Thanksgiving before <laughs> Thanksgiving. Was like, Thanksgiving is always my favorite holiday. It doesn't have the same pressures as Christmas. Yeah. You don't have to, like, think about, like, oh, how many Christmas gifts do I have to buy? And I have to, everybody's got, like, oh, if he buys an expensive one, you know, like, it's like Thanksgiving, everyone just comes, and they're supposed to be happy and eating and thankful. Mm-hmm. And we always ran, getting good endorphins. We used to Wait, why are you running for Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving turkey trot. We do that every year. We run 5K in the morning and then eat. Is this like a thing white people do? <laughs> it, is, it is definitely a thing white people do. Google turkey trot. There's, like, 100 in L.A. <laughs> I, black people do it too. I, Don't I've you try to loop us? <laughs> to loop us into your I've crazy. Seen, I've seen people of all colors do turkey trots. It's like an American thing. It's not just a white people. I I'm do think googling it's, it right I think now. It's possibly more, as we speak, I think possibly it's more of a white person thing. There is a whole hell of a lot of white people in this turkey trot photo. I would, I would not disagree with you. And Loki, I cannot find one black person. And this one photo you found is if that's evidence. No, no, it's this whole slideshow. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that race that you're looking up is just in a white suburb or something. It's Los Angeles. Okay. No, it's okay. I see. I do see. I do see. There is. I'd say one out of every ten people. There's somebody who's either looks Hispanic or other of something. And then one out of. I mean, every, what are the ratios in LA? I, honestly, forty percent. 30%? I mean, not non white? Not, not, I think so. Something like that. So it should be like 3 in 10 instead of 1 in 10? Yeah, but. I accept, I accept <laughs> that. I accept that it's a white person. This is, this is cute. No, no, there's there, there's some brown there's people. A lot, no, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot of people running turkey drives. It's a very popular. Um, oops, I just bumped It didn't that. help that the first picture that popped up was very, <laughs> very pale. But. <laughs> it's okay. We, uh, we love you all. We love everyone. <laughs> so would you recommend. So you would recommend the second book more than the first book? Is what I'm hearing. Uh, yes. So I thought both of them are great. I wouldn't be opposed to anybody reading both of them. However, if you want to hear the exact same story, put in a fraction of the time, just read the novella. And mm-hmm. like, it's kind of a little bit to me, I don't know. For the author, I do feel like it's lazy 
to use the same exact plot for a book that takes place right next to mm. that's the same story. Like I had such a hard time when I was <laughs> talking to Bridget before we started, I was like, I'm having a hard time keeping the story straight mm-hmm. because they both have a grudge. They both, you know, knew this person in high school. They both. And so I had to keep going back into the books to make sure that I wasn't mixing up the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a bit annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, like, I was like, it's lazy. The books are back to back. Yeah. At least skip a book. I mean, I, I, yes. The only thing I would say in defense is that she hired her because she recognized herself in the girl. You know what I mean? Like, she recognized yes. that she was had a runaway and that she was a foster kid. And that she, actually, she wasn't a foster kid. She was, like, a runaway, I guess. Yeah. But that she needed help, like, getting on her feet and trusting people. And she had had a series of bad boyfriends and... And but that doesn't make the plot have to be the same. Yeah, I mean, it didn't have to be someone from her high school who she fell in love with. That's fair. That's fair. You know, that's like, fair. I was just like, that's come on, Jill. But Jill is also smart because why reinvent the wheel? Yep. Like, it's a little bit of both. I'm like, I, I'm a little annoyed at Jill. I also got mad and respect for Jill. She turns out a crap ton of books. Yeah, she's written like 30 books. I mean, dear God, if you're spending $3 on these books or whatever, or 99 cents because she doesn't have to print out out anything on kindle mm-hmm. she's making bank she's making much more than people who are just turning out four big books a year mm-hmm. i guarantee it i'm like yep. the novellas these little novella things yep. that's that's where it's at well and she does write a shitload of books every year too so yeah and she's a best-selling new york times best-selling author so i mean she's she's doing all right she's doing all right but we've we've found that a lot of these authors are not getting paid what i would think or would think they're worth or or what they should be getting mm-hmm you know, I was really shocked at finding out, like, you know, how many books you have to make in order to actually make any sort of a living. That's, I mean, so it doesn't mean anything to be, like, a New York Times bestseller, really. I don't think any of those, well, actually, that's not true. Some of them are New York Times bestsellers. It's gotta I be, think it depends, because you can be a bestseller but not be, like, number one. So it depends, because you could be, like. But it's, like, a top 100, right? Makes you a bestseller? I think so. 50, 100? Something like that. 20? 50 or 100? I don't know. I think it's up to at least 50. <laughs> but it's kind of like YouTubers, right? There's like YouTubers. A friend of mine, he has But it one. also depends if you have one book that hits a bestseller. Yeah. It's like, that means you might have made a lot of money that year. But over the course of a 30-year career, that's not helpful if your other books aren't I'm, also bestsellers. Yeah. Because you can say you're a New York Times bestselling author if you hit the bestseller list once. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. It's like that lady who was like, I'm um, Forbes. I was featured in Forbes or whatever. And then I went to her website and it looked like garbage. And I went to her <laughs> Forbes, her Forbes page, and it was literally one of those filler articles that somebody did on her. It had about three sentences, and then she gave them blurry photos of her project, her products. I mean, Bridget, it was terrible, what? or whatever. And she was on a panel talking about you know whatever. And I realized they only they needed a black person to put on the panel, so they put her there. Mm-hmm. She wasn't qualified to be on that panel. She was on the panel with these HBO like showrunners and stuff. And oh. she was like a showrunner of her own series. Bridget, my stuff was better than her stuff. Mm. Like I was like, what? But they needed the to round out the panel. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote her back and I she and I told her, the press kit you sent me, everything you sent me, do not send this to anyone under any circumstances. And then I sent her every resource that I knew. I was like, go to these places, redo your press kit. Here's how to do it. Here's an example. Here's all these things or whatever. And I sent it back to her. 
She did not appreciate that. I was going to say, she probably did not appreciate <laughs> she it. She did but not appreciate that. But. Good looking out. But I was like, I mean, she's a, she's a brown person in this world. I need her to be doing good. Because if she's doing good, that opens opportunities for me. I need her stuff to look good. Sure. You know? And so um, I found out later, though. Um, so she wrote me back and she was like, I don't feel like you're sending me this from a good place. I think this is um, black people trying to be competitive with other black people. And, and whatever. And I was like, you can think what you want, but please just take this advice. <laughs> and she sent her press kit out again, right? Um, and when she did, she told him that it was um, a, like, in-progress press kit and that she would be sending the real one soon. Mm. So she did take the advice that I gave her. <laughs> which, yeah. Which it was bad. I mean, it, I, it was bad, Bridget. Ouch. I couldn't let her be out in the streets like that. She was like, nobody, she wrote me back in the email, nobody else has ever said this is bad. And I was like, that. Because they don't care enough. They're they just care. looking at it and they're like, oh, this is bad. They don't want to work with you. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And I was like, girl, come on. Yeah. In case you were wondering, the book that we just talked about was the One Snowy Night novella. She has three novellas, uh, which I think are all related to Christmas. <laughs> um, but there's 11 of the books in this heart. Breaker Bay series. And I would say I recommend the series. I liked the friends. I, you know, if you like, if you, if you like this type of book, obviously, if you're not into this type of the book, like don't do not read it. <laughs> but if you enjoyed the book, I would say the reads aren't, I mean, you listen to it, but the reads are not super long. And I thought the friends were fun. I'd read another one. I would not read another one because I don't trust Jill not to put the same plot <laughs> in book three. <laughs> um, but uh, I do recommend it if you do like this type of series. Yeah. Like, um, you could also read Wallbanger by Alice Clayton, which mm. was excellent, which is a contemporary romance. You could read... I mean, I don't read a lot of contemporary romance. So I don't either. I've actually been reading it. So, so my only go-to is like the kiss quotient at this point because oh, gentleman it's, sinner. It's oh no, that was the terrible. Oh, that was only hated. That don't was read that. terrible, Bridget. <laughs> I I don't remember. Oh, the dirty t- little secret. Like that was the I cowboy that, one. I think that I was a good one. one. I did, I did think that was good. But the the um yeah, the <laughs> gentleman sinner. Oh my god. Oh my god, that was horrible. That well was, met was also really cute. Uh, gentleman sinner was. Horrible, but our podcast review of it is hysterical and probably will end up coming out after this one. So stay tuned for that. I think it's coming out next. Is it? Yeah, it's on the list next, I think. Oh, then maybe it's coming out before (laughs) this one. Who knows? I'm the one posting them. We don't know. Uh, But anyways, check out the website. We'll have a couple different books up there and we'll we'll, uh, pop up some links for you guys. If you like this style of book, if you want to get the next book in the series. Uh, feel free to buy it from us because then we get a teeny, teeny, teeny commish. You don't pay any more for the book and you support the podcast. Also, Bridget, what did you think about the book cover? I thought this book cover made tons of sense because they were macking in a car with snow. This was the most appropriate book cover I have ever witnessed. Like we are always talking about how we want the book cover to tell us exactly what is in the book. The book cover is the couple in the truck. The truck's covered with snow. He's sitting in the chair. She's on his lap, like riding style. Yes. And that that's... And you're like, oh, they gonna fuck. Oh, they gonna fuck. They gonna make out in this truck in a snowstorm one snowy night. Got it. Got it. Knew exactly what this book was about. Yep. 
respect. I loved it. Respected the shit out of this book cover I loved right it. now. Yeah. And I just loved the novella. I thought the novella was very well done. I thought it was fast. It was fun. I liked that I had, since we had just read the book before it, we had already been introduced to their characters. So we already had like a little bit of backstory about them sort of individually and then their tension together and how they kind of had those heated glances. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got to their novella, I was primed and ready. I do think, though, now that I'm thinking about this, that if you read this novella without reading that book, it wouldn't work as well. You, I think, I think right. it would be fine, yeah. but I don't think it would work as well. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, dear listeners, it has been great chatting with you today. Until next time, let your books be your lover. And your hand your best friend. Yowzers! <laughs> Talk to you next time. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.